Hello everybody, you are through, you are back to the Food for Thought podcast. This is a very short and sweet spoiler review for The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, starring, starring Robert Pattinson, uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, who else we got, Colin Farrell, uh, you know, uh, Paul Dano, and overall, um, obviously this is set in year two as Batman, so you know, he's new to the role. He's a young guy. Uh, I want to say in the movie, I, you can kind of guess and say he's around 30, maybe late 20s. Um, you know, a lot of very different uh, Batman movies. So uh, obviously, you know, a lot of reviews and critics and, you know, and all that stuff say it's the darkest Batman movie. You know, it is dark in tone. You know, it's very adult. He's uh, still grieving over his parents, let's say, still getting over that and transitioning into the Dark Knight, um, which he's, he's part way there, mostly there, but not all the way there. Um, you know, Alfred obviously played uh, by Andy Serkis, but first 15 minutes is pretty electric, pretty flawless of, um, you know, seeing the criminals in Gotham and him coming out of the shadows and, you know, people saying that, that there's a fear when they see that when they see the bat sign, you know, the call sign, that, you know, people run indoors, you know, people watch shadows and corners thinking he's going to walk out. Uh, the way he walks out as well is pretty cool, a bit Terminator-esque, uh, as like a vigilante that comes in uh, and takes down people. And I do like, um, I don't really like his suit from the trailers um, but or from any kind of images I saw, but in the more the movie went along, I did like the suit. very practical. You know, he's not a, a big guy. De- they've definitely gone for the athletic, physique because uh, that's quite important obviously to the batman law and stuff uh, you know the suit the physique the mask and uh yes i do i do definitely like the suit practicality of it so it's probably his his most low-tech uh, suit although he has a lot of gadgets throughout the movie uh you know being the wings or the cars or the you know uh, you see a gas a couple of times and things like that but and they, they did have a cool um recording like lens with his eye that he puts on his eye like a contact lens that records everything throughout the night because he forgets because he goes through so much and i do like quite like his fighting style uh, i actually really like his mask his helmet his mask whatever you call it i think he you know from like the actual look you know where he has his mouth kind of uncovered and the rest of his helmet uh i, I that is probably my favorite like his actual from his head upwards it is probably my favorite um of all because you know I, I, Christian Bale is my favourite Batman, you know, e- even with this. And I just don't like when the close-ups of him in the Batman suit speaking. He just looked weird, sounds weird. Um, sounds extremely weird, actually. Um, and it's just the overall look of it. Um, so, uh, by this one, maybe Michael Keaton looks best in, in the mask. But, uh, you know, he famously couldn't move uh, his neck right side to side much or... That kind of thing but um yeah overall i think that's the best look every, every other batman for some reason live action one there is a, like a, a weird thing going on there but i think this is the most practical uh mask wise uh you know and i did like his suit very much as well um overall i did like it um it is i would agree with the general consensus is that it is extremely long and it feels long you can literally feel the scenes that are too long i'll say uh almost all the Falcone scenes, um, not the ones that he's in, but the dialogue about him. For example, where uh, Bruce Wayne finds out that his father, Thomas Wayne, uh, sought 
uh, Falcone for, for assistance. Um, that's it. All them scenes were too long. Um, you know, and then he eventually went to speak to Alfred about it. You know, they had a nice kind of moment there uh, where Alfred was saying, you know, you need a father and they have taught you how to fight. You know, kind of Alfred indicating he has some kind of um, special forces training or something and that he's passed down to, you know, to him, uh, to Bruce. But yeah, with the Thomas Wayne stuff uh, and Falcone stuff, definitely too long, too many scenes. Then doing the Falcone is Selena Cow's father. Uh, again, uh, like I, I almost have no, uh, that's almost a trope, I feel, doing that. And I had almost no interest in that. It was like a random, oh, okay. And it kind of never really went anywhere. You know, they had a, a couple of scenes together. Um, but, and then obviously they have a confrontation, but he, they just didn't have to do that, I feel. Um, yeah, that was an extra few scenes. And then also getting the Falcone storyline with him being kind of in charge of all the corruptness, all the corruptness throughout the story, you know, with the DA and the mayor and everyone kind of being linked to him. He was the kind of leader of the pack and he was the rat as well. All that stuff was really long. Yes, it's necessary for the detective aspect, but all the dozens and hundreds of, you know, um, stories we've seen of Batman, I did feel it was just a bit slow and long. Like the start stuff was really cool, the introduction, introductory of Batman. Um, he's okay as Bruce Wayne as well, a little moody. Um, you know, doesn't uh, I do like the way he, uh, he is doesn't come out in the day too much or doesn't come out full stop. Uh, but how is he a billionaire if he's so reclusive? I mean, it is hard to you know get around that, um, and they just kind of avoid it in this movie where he just makes a couple of public appearances. Uh, but re really, like sort of things I like about this movie, like I did like Pattinson's acting in particularly as Batman, you know, his stares and his looks, particularly at the you know, the children and the orphans and them kind of storylines and how that kind of ties back towards the end of the movie where, you know, that I'm vengeance. People call him vengeance as if it's a nickname for him. So instead of the Dark Knight or the Bat, they, they literally call him vengeance. I quite like that um, in the movie. And, uh, yeah, particularly like the staring at the the kid that was in a lot who became an orphan. Uh, the And the, him... And the scene that the kid at the start where they have the, when he kind of beats up his gang members and then seeing the, the fear the general public have, uh, you know, even little kids have of him. He wants to invoke that fear in his enemies, but not in the general public. He wanted to become a symbol of hope, which kind of ends up being in the movie after the third act, you know, after he starts kind of helping people and, and, and saving them uh, throughout this kind of Gotham catastrophe. Uh, and then him being like a symbol of hope as opposed to a, uh, a kind of vigilante of fear. And um, yeah, going on to the villains, you know, Colin Farrell. What, how can you not like him? Um, you know, he's completely unrecognisable as Colin Farrell. And, you know, the Penguin, I do like this interpretation of the Penguin. Uh, we have seen multiple interpretations of him, whether it's movies, comics, games, um, animated series. Uh, I definitely like this one. You know, just being a pretty a henchman, pretty much, you know, a kind of strange looking henchman, not an actual penguin or you know, anything creepy like that. Uh, he's just a kind of mafia guy, a bit like Falcone, same kind of thing. Uh, he's just where the intellect is their superpower almost to keep up with Batman. Um, and obviously the Riddler, you know, is, I, th I, I feel like if you are maybe a casual movie fan, you're unaware of Paul Dano, then you will love him. If you are not, then you may be conscious or aware of his um, his tendencies to go extra, you know, really to be Paul Tanner, right? And for example, there will be blood amongst 
prisoners, you know, amongst many other things. And I, I like it, you know. Uh, he can pretty much, it depends on the type of movie, obviously, but he, he can, I can understand if people think it's too much, you know, the, the, the screaming and the full-on 100% over-the-top intense uh, acting out of it, you know, particularly the interrogation scene and the prison stuff at the end. He's full-on screaming, but, you know, if it matches the music and the intensity of, you know, he's torturing people, murdering people, attacking people, wants to, um, you know, terrorise his city, I, I, I think it suits the, the crazy and manic personality. And, you know, he's going to send him, you know, he ends up in, in Arkham Asylum. So I think that does suit the, the, you know, the story or the world that we're in, particularly this very dark, um, you know, dull, depressed Gotham where this kind of night uh, has to save uh, how to save the, the people in the, in the city but uh, other villains uh, Falcone he's not in it too much I, I would like it him to be in it more um, I did like the way he has an involvement with the Wayne family but uh, they didn't push it too far with getting too much involved uh, you know the Waynes particularly Thomas Wayne connecting to a lot of villains yeah he had some connections but I don't like it sometimes when eh, it depends on the story but um yeah, it didn't have too many connections in. You know, obviously his dad did a lot of philanthropy and had a lot of enemies. He, he kind of spoke to Falcone about assisting him uh, with that, but kind of never wanted it to go as far as, you know, murder, which is what Falcone was known for. So, uh, yeah, there was a bit of um, family tie-ins for, for, for Bruce there. Uh, and Alfred, you know, Alfred was good too. Again, he's not in it too much. Um, you know, it wasn't really assisting him in his missions, you know, not in the back cave or by the computer, analyzing data, you know, updating him. Uh, you know, one or two scenes, you know, at most um, with that. Uh, but you know, he has a, he has a few other. I like to see the there was an old lady there. I liked that there wasn't. It's not just Alfred and him. There are other helpers in his mansion, and um, so yeah, there's you know he obviously gets injured in the movie Alfred, and um, you know he's, he's by his bedside. Did have a sweet moment there, but yeah, I, I do wish Alfred was in it more. He is. Uh, an integral part of the Batman uh, legacy and story. So, and he's hardly in it. This is probably the least Alfred is is in any Batman movie that I've seen. So, uh, yeah, that was a little. I mean, having such a fantastic actor uh, in that role was it was a little surprising. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. I mean, yes, yeah, she's okay. Um, obviously, she, big shoes to fill with. Uh, you know, the previous Catwoman roles, whether it's Michelle Pfeiffer or you know. Uh, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Anna, I forgot her name now. Uh, yeah, the uh, Dark Knight Rises one. Let me just check. I forgot her name. Uh, but yeah, the previous Bat, uh, Catwoman's I've really liked. Um, and in particularly, the, you know, the, the Nolan one as well. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. So I'm just searching for who it is. Oh, I can't believe I forgot her name. I keep wanting to say Anna Paquin, but it's not. It's Anna. Who we got? Uh, it's Anne Hathaway. Oh my God! Sorry. Yes, um, I, that's my favorite Catwoman. Her in that. I know that's probably people's least favorites, but uh, I love the the change of pace in her acting. Whether it's action, whether it's you know uh, innocent girl to screaming to vulnerable to you know um, you know in the suit, the action, you know on the bike and stuff. That's my favorite version of Catwoman that I've seen. So, uh, and that doesn't change seeing from this movie. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I didn't like the. I forgot the name of the Russian girl who um, she was chasing a lot. We didn't see her. And, um, yeah, she kind of hijacked the story a lot. 
with that, you know, and he chased my friend. You know, we didn't we didn't meet her, so we didn't have a clue who she was talking about. We saw her in in photos, and, and that's another criticism I have: too many story arcs in this movie, um, which they didn't go, and they kind of literally jumped from one to the other. Okay, uh, I need to find the right. I need to find, uh, you know, who this girl is. Then, uh, she, you know, and then we kind of jumped to the penguin stuff. Then jumped to the Riddler stuff. Then jumped back to the uh, Russian girl stuff. Then jumped to the, back to the Riddler. Like, it was a little. And then at the same time, him having his own personal issues with his father's storyline and Falcone, and it was it was a lot. Um, so yeah, there was that. And yeah, just overall, I mean, uh, well, just to kind of tie up the third act as well. I know there is a lot of criticism of that, but I was, you know, during the second act of the movie, I was literally waiting for, uh, I was hoping for a big crescendo at the end of the movie so uh where maybe the villains team up or like what is going to happen and you know the, the mood is slowed down because uh you know really got arrested i did like that stuff you know he gets interrogated uh what have you done kind of you know it is similar to the dark knight uh with the joker and we see uh some kind of like uh an, like a, a campaign obviously there is a new mayor that's announced you know he tries to take out the mayor with you know, his followers via social media, um, the, the Riddler that is, and there's kind of some kind of flooding or uh, catastrophe that happens in Gotham and particularly at the at the uh, campaign that she, that she's, where she wins and stuff. And a lot of people are, you know, kind of try and take it out and there he's like small army of 500 people, um, you know, attack the mayor and the police and, uh, and the bat has to jump in and they, and on the back of that, that they, the, the best parts of the movie is the action stuff. I know that's really easy to say, but seeing Robert Patterson, you know, throwing his punches, you know, using, I know it's not martial arts, but it looks like, you know, the, the, the fighting style that he has, the way he punches through the targets, um, you know, like he, he seems to be as well. They made an intentional thing of making Robert Patterson taller than anyone in the movie. Um, so he wasn't broader, he wasn't big, he wasn't massively intimidating, he didn't use the cape too much, um, you know, stepping out of the shadows and just walking past people, whether it's the police, whether it's, you know, other villains or, you know, general public, he's so much bigger than everyone. Um, so I did like that. Um, but when he's Bruce Wayne, he's not. I, I did notice that when he's kind of walking with Falcone or with anyone else, he seems to be like their height. You know, when he went into the club, a few times so i did i did kind of like the ending yep so seeing him go toto and get shot i like how bulletproof his vest is it is his armory so he can just walk through um you know gunfire uh and you know in a dark setting where the only light is the gunfire hitting hitting his suit you know that the sound mixing it is really really cool uh but yeah just to finish off on maybe some things i didn't like uh, again i didn't like the too many story arcs in the movie uh sorry i i, I did make a comment on the kid and seeing yeah and seeing the the um, vengeance and then it's hope at the end so that that, that was definitely I, i'm not sure if that is that a positive or a negative i believe that the overall stories of, of batman is one of hope for gotham and the people of gotham but the yeah for the for the villains is to have fear and the gangsters because obviously there's a lot in gotham to have fear of the batman or of the bat so Yes, I will say that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of, uh, it has been accused of being a little bit woke. There are a few lines of, um, you know, speaking out against social 
injustice or uh, kind of status injustice where you know kind of upper class you know about orphans about about uh i think selena Khan made a reference to taking down these important white guys or something so uh it was a little strange to hear in a batman movie um so i, I don't know was it woke maybe maybe not um but it just yeah it was uh, a little surface level for me um it like skimmed across a lot of story arcs and it didn't go really deep or emotional i didn't feel like really any emotion i mean like i said the best parts uh, if I can just finish on a positive, yes, was absolutely the hand-to-hand combat stuff. The the car scene was good. When, when he's down the alleyway and, you, and he's just revving the car, uh, it's about to start chasing the penguin. I was like, I, I was geeking out almost. But when you see the car, I mean, it just looks like one of these supercar Maserati type things. From the back, it looks like a Batmobile with the fire exhaust, you know, the size of it. Um, you know, it just looks like it can literally take off uh, from the ground. But then seeing it from the front, it just looks like an Amer- one of these American, you know, uh, supercars. That and I was like, uh, it, there's no. If it drove past you in the street, like if I was just a civilian of Gotham, would I know that's the Batman? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But as it went past me, I saw the back. I'd be like, what? And it was a cool way to end that car scene where you know, he's just willing to go uh, further and further than him and. And the penguin initially wasn't being scared, just calling me kind of a freak. And then seeing that the Batman will go further than anyone else to get, you know, to go further than you as a crazy ass villain, he will go deeper, darker than you to get to take you down and to honor his kind of legacy, his father's legacy and stuff. So uh, I did like that. Um, seeing the gadgets and stuff, yeah, I wanted to see more. There wasn't like a bat wing suit, but there was, it was like a weird trampoline thing, but it kind of worked. I mean, the actual visuals of him flying and. Uh, you saw it from an interior point of a tower and how fast he goes, um, you know, as he's gliding. Again, that was cool. But, um, yeah, I did I, I was, I did feel this movie was lacking a little bit. Um, my favourite interpretation of Batman is probably Christian Bale slash Chris Nolan verse. Uh, I really like Ben Affleck's one as well. Uh, Rob Pattinson can join them, you know, as one of my favourites. Um, but, yeah, this overall story arc, uh, I couldn't really get my teeth into. Um, again, too long, too slow. Um, didn't feel much emotion throughout. Um, yeah, but kind of very... I like my Bruce Wayne to be a playboy and to be involved in in things that are... that affect him. Like, for example, in, in the Chris Nolan movies, you know how he gets his armour, how he gets his training, how he gets his... Uh, the people that he relies on. And trust and his finances, how that's going. You know the issue with the with the parents. I mean, this like it really scratches the surface on stuff. Um, you know, no clue how he's got any of them gadgets. You know, no clue how. Uh, again, it's year two. It's a purposely set story, but you know, as a first story, it's it's okay. Uh, I couldn't get my teeth into it as much as other Batman movies or series or whatever. Uh, music's good. Music's good. I mean, I think it is a little overhyped on how good the scores uh, compared to other absolutely amazingly iconic themes uh, but yeah i don't mind the darkness of the, the the actual movie is physically like the color palette of the movie is actually dark there's not many times that we, we see an exterior shot uh, during the day um so or even in interior like there's not much lighting going on so everything's dark and gloomy and murder and detective stuff so uh, be wary of that but yeah overall 
it, it is good. Um, I'm not going to rate this massively high. Uh, I've only seen it once. I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10 at the, as of right now. Uh, obviously, it does need a few rewatches. Am I going to go to the theatre again to watch it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Probably. But, yeah, it is um, really long. And maybe it might go quicker the second time. Uh, but maybe I missed some things overall. But, yeah, I maybe I might appreciate some things better on the second rewatch. But, yeah, it's just not as... Um, yeah, as gripping of a story as I thought, as I hoped it would be. Um, yeah, I guess I maybe would like more of a Bruce Wayne storyline, possibly. Uh, but yeah, Selena Kyle was okay. I did like when they were working together. Um, but yeah, she kept kind of, we were giving it too much screen time. And some of the dialogue as well, I was a little, uh, really? Like, uh, just, yeah. D like he just because he's not as an experienced Batman as other ones, or he's not there yet, he's in his second year. Yeah, he just seemed like you could tell he was a young man who's a little lost at times. And that's I've always put Batman on a higher pedestal. Um, he seemed to be easily influenced at times as well and told what to do. He, he seemed like it was like a detective movie, and he just had a, a mask on a hat on. Um, and you wouldn't even know he was Batman at times. I mean, yes, there's good parts in that, but. There's also parts that I wasn't uh, as thrilled with. So, yes, he was good, um, but I was expecting a little more. I've got to be honest, I was expecting a little more. Uh, but anyway, this has been my review for The Batman. Good, not great. Uh, I will be dropping a Batman ranking uh, of all the live-action Batman movies. Uh, it's fair to say this will not be at the top of the list, but it will be there somewhere. But you need to find out. Uh, subscribe to me on Twitter. That's Food for FT Pod. Food for FT. That's sh short for Food for Thought Pod. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.